Blog Talk Radio.
Yeah, 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 yeah. It's on edge radio, y'all. That type of radio that's going to keep y'all on the edge of your seat. I want to give a, a happy Memorial Day to everyone out there, all of those uh, people and families that lost their loved ones um, in the military. I just want to give a big shout out to all of those individuals. Um, let's go across the room and uh, just just share with the with the with the viewers, the listeners about how y'all spent your Memorial weekend. Anybody can go. For hey, it. hey, this is Joy. Joy, how's everybody? Good, well, good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm really, really good. I'm blessed. That's all I can say. Um, my Memorial Day weekend was quiet. It was relaxing, honestly. Didn't do much. Of course, I was with family. Um, my kid's godfather, he's actually fighting cancer, so I was able. We were able to actually spend time with him, which was a blessing, because um, we hadn't seen him in so long. But it was very relaxing for me. It was just relaxing, a chill weekend for me. <laughs> That's good. Okay, okay. This this is Nick. Um, my Memorial Day weekend was very busy. On Friday, my son graduated high school. Um, on Saturday, we thank you. On Saturday, we had a breakfast for him. Um, because the graduation was so late, so we just did breakfast instead of dinner. And then there was a fish fry Saturday night. On Sunday, there was a barbecue. Monday, more barbecue. And today, I'm just trying to relax and recover. Okay. Oh, I feel that. I feel that. Oh, my goodness. This is, your, this is, this is the host, Elio, people. Um, uh, how was my weekend? Uh, it was crazy. It was up, up and down, up and down. Um, the in-laws came in for the weekend. Uh, a few cookout. We cooked out, hopped in the pool, got my little tan on, um, and for the most part, relaxed. Um, it was, a, I would say, it was a successful uh, weekend, Memorial Day weekend. Um, yeah, and that's it. So um, let's get into some of the things that we're going to be talking about today. Uh, once again, on edge radio, y'all, that type of radio that's going to keep y'all at the edge of your seat. And now I know it's a lot okay. of talk going around and uh, not necessarily rumors, but um, about passing law, about banning abortion. I first want to get get um, my, my co-host's views on, on abortion, and then I want to pose the question because everybody has their own spill and feelings towards it, you know, and everybody's entitled to their own opinion. So I just want to just go around the room and just talk about how we feel about uh, the government banning abortion. Um, I believe I'm pro-choice, and I just believe it's it's so many other things that they should be worried about right now um, besides abortion. I'm trying to understand um, – what what their angle is on attacking this so hard, um, mm. but I'm 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 pro I'm pro choice. Whatever you want to do with your body, that's on you. It don't affect me any. Um, and like we talked about on our show, my quote was, "quote end quote Who the hell want to bring a child into this world the way that it is right now?" Okay. <laughs> 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 and I'm not saying that, you know, using abortion as a form of birth control is okay. But what I'm saying is you have to make the best choice for you, and you have to deal with that with your God. And we 
people on earth. We are not God. It's not up to us to decide what people, what other people can do with their bodies, because especially if you're raped or you know incest or anything like that, why should you have to carry that baby to term and have to deal exactly. with that? You know, um, but of course, it was a whole uh, bunch of men who signed off on what women should do with their bodies. <laughs> the same mm. men who probably are, have been absent from their families exactly. and their children's lives while they're chasing their political careers. Um, they've been absent, and they've probably had some people had abort- have abortions, quiet Thank as kept. You. And so mm-hmm. now, now they're trying to make up for their wrongdoing. So, you know, it's just a variation of things that, I mean, I'm just really trying to understand the angle and why this is mm-hmm. being attacked, but not, it's okay for people to shoot up people and kill people, but it's not okay for people to have abortions. I just don't understand. It's still our killing. So exactly. what makes this, what makes this one worse than people being shot up. So, exactly. yeah. That's my I take totally, on it. I agree with Nick all the way. I'm, totally, I'm pro-choice. Um, I, I feel like whatever is best for that woman, for that family, whatever the situation is, is the right choice, period. Um, we don't know what people are battling with within their homes or day-to-day, and so when they come from a situation when, you know, they, they're pregnant or whatever, um, and that may just be the best option for them. So, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. everybody who um, who becomes pregnant is not always ready to be a parent, even though we uh-huh. people take it back and say you shouldn't be having sex as well, and we all know that. But I don't feel everyone who becomes pregnant is ready to become a parent. Uh-huh. So I'm totally pro-choice. Um, when people used to always say that um, politics and the government used the media to distract us a lot. I was just like, I didn't really understand. But now, with everything that's going on, I'm totally understanding and I'm getting it now. Because just like uh-huh. Nick said, I feel like they, there's other things that we should be discussing, there's other things we should be fighting for and, and battling for and trying to come to some type of agreement about and you guys are focusing on abortion. <laughs> and I'm not understanding this. So, but not even that. What's irritating me is they're attacking Planned Parenthood so hard. And what they don't uh-huh. understand, Planned Parenthood <laughs> offers so many other services besides abortion. Uh-huh. But not even that, they offer a lot of services to people who may not have the funds to go to um, a regular doctor. Or, you know what I'm saying? So there's so many other, um, like like Ms. Nick said, there's so many other things that we could be focusing on. But instead of focusing on that, we... We want to focus on this. First, it was the LGBT mm-hmm. community and and that whole big hoopla. And then now it's this. And instead of focusing on the real issues. So I'm totally pro-choice. Uh-huh. Pro-choice? And I'm with that. I'm with that 100%. And, ladies, you, you make some great and phenomenal points. And one of the points that I wanted to, to hit on was um, how we how can we as a nation be against Something as 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 a uh, dire and as important as abortion, and be pro-war. Like this, this whole entire country has been um, built upon death, uh, murders, uh, war. It just just a whole plethora of uh, 
uh, of violence, and and that's that's being promoted. We we fund this uh-huh. every single day, and um and, and so much funding and things like that goes into the military and and acts of war, um and then we want to extract and cut funding from abortion. Now this now this is like kind of like a contradiction in its in its in itself, but I I do believe that the woman should have a choice on on what she should do with the child that's inside of her body because she has to bear. Um, uh, so one of the questions that was drawn up today was um, um, being as though they took two to create a child, um, how much of the father should, um, how much of the, the, the right and the, and the position should the father stand in a situation? Like where does the father stand in the, in, the, in the sense of when it comes to an abortion? And that's the question that I want to pose to the, to the ladies because at the end of the day, you have to carry the baby for nine months. You have to birth the child. So how much how much of it uh, how much rights do you want to give to the father? Like, do you feel like the father has any rights in this? It depends on the situation, uh, because the fathers are there maybe in the moment, but then okay, let's just say we break up, and there are a lot of men out here that treat the woman and the child as a package deal. So because right. we fell out or I left you or I broke up with you and didn't want you anymore, so now you don't want to have anything to do with my child. So, or, for instance, I have a friend, she had a son, and she was perfectly fine with having one child. She um, she rekindled a relationship with an ex, and they ended up getting married, and she got pregnant. This she had a daughter. Her daughter. This was her first, his first child, his only child, and um, and when they broke up, he treated them as a package deal, and he left her, um, and he basically abandoned his daughter. So mm-hmm. it was like, you know, and she's been carrying a lot of resentment um, towards him and hurt because she was cool with having one kid. She had that second baby for him because they got right. married and he wanted a baby and she gave him a baby and he didn't, he wasn't there to help her raise the baby. And so it's a lot of those situations out there. Um, It's a bunch of different scenarios, but primarily the woman is stuck with the child. And that's whether the man is in the household or not. The woman is going to carry majority of the weight of raising the kids and dealing with the children. And it's just it's not fair, but that's just the way that it is. You do have some 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 guys who do step up and they they'll carry the weight of the child, but it's it's far and mm-hmm. in between. And I doubt it if so, those so. lawmakers out there that I doubt it very seriously if they ninety five percent of the uh, uh, carry ninety five percent of the weight of raising their children. It's impossible when you're chasing a political career. Right, mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm. So you don't understand. They, so that, they have no way to understand. So that was, that was kind of like one of one of the points I wanted to, the, the, to hit on was like, you know, what what if you're inside of a marriage, you know, husband and wife, just to say for five years of marriage, y'all two been together, um, the mother 
doesn't necessarily want to keep the baby, but the husband does. Like, what do you do in a situation like that? Y'all both conceive, and you come to a point, like, so how much of a say does the husband have in the situation? He's been there for five years. He played his part. She played her part. They both come together. They finally get pregnant. She doesn't want to keep the baby. That's y'all really gotta sit down and have a heart to heart about that because that's a marriage. Yeah, that's a marriage, and in that case, I believe that the that the man does kind of have a say so because that's his wife. But we talking about people who we just oh it was a one night stand or some stuff like that. No, no, brother, we just oofed up. I don't know. Let me figure this out. Cause right. you know, but it, in a marriage, you you're one, so you have to come to a con- uh, the decision as one. I don't mm. think that exactly. the woman... a little bit more of a let's throw a little bit more of a monkey wrench in it. Okay, so you have the two individuals that've been in a marriage for five years together. The wife, she, like I said, she did not want to have a child. The the husband did, so the husband poked holes in the condom. And got the one oh, that's deception. Yeah, deception. That's, that's deep. That's that's real deep. I think that, yeah, that's deception. Because especially even if she is, if she has voice, I'm not ready or I don't want anymore. And uh-huh. just because he has a self, he's having a selfish moment, and he's just like, no, I want one. Let me go ahead and poke a mm-hmm. hole in this condom. So. So yeah, as the wife, I, you I, abort I the baby. No, I wouldn't abort the baby. You know what will happen? I will have that baby, and that will be his baby. So you you went through all of this to have this baby, so now you're going to take over most of the responsibility of dealing with the baby. Yeah. That's how I would do it. And then, like, you know, or if my motherly instinct, you know, who knows? You know, when you have a baby, it's just something so beautiful. Like, nobody can ever prepare to have a baby. And sometimes, um, most of the time, those motherly instincts just kick in. So she may have a change of heart when she goes through it, but when it's all said and done, okay, you're going to figure out how everything is going to work out regarding this child because you wanted it and you went, you know, you did what you did. You know, I would I would probably make it a little difficult for him at first. And then, you know, I'll mm. help him when I feel like it. But I don't exactly. know if I would necessarily abort the baby. I don't think that I would do that. <clears throat> okay. Now, how would you console a husband? Uh, this one I'll Let's say it was your brother's situation. Your brother's in the marriage, and you're there just trying to help him and be his comfort. And um, he just found out that his wife had an abortion behind his back. And then he he found out because of some mail that came to the house. She he never knew she was Ooh. pregnant, but he wanted her pregnant. She went to the doctors. She got an abortion, and she didn't think that they were going to send anything to the house. He finds out about it. How do you comfort that man? That's a good question. That's touchy. <laughs> you know, sometimes you got to stay in your place. You got to stay in your lane. All you, all you can do is just say, you know, I'm here if you need me, but that's for him to figure out. Like, 
Mm. That's for him to decide how he's going to handle it. Because you can't tell nobody, oh, you should leave her. If I were you, I would leave. You can't tell nobody that. They're married. You know. Is he wrong if he, he does? If he leaves? I mean, but it, it has to be up mm-hmm. to him, though. Not not nobody telling him what he needs to do. It right. has to come from mm-hmm. him. And so I think, if he... I, 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 go ahead, Miss Nick. I'm sorry. I think, I mean, that's deception as well. That's deception from the woman's side. And that's even worse, Um, especially if that's your husband and you go have an abortion behind his back. That's deception as well. So that could be grounds of um, divorce because if you would do this, there's no telling what else you would do. So now I can't. Now you don't mess with the trust. You you done messed up the trust. Yeah. Big time. Big time. And I don't think he would be wrong for leaving mm-hmm. at all. I don't think he would be wrong for leaving at all. But at the end of the day, it would definitely have to be a conversation that's made. And just like Miss mm-hmm. Nick said, it would have to be his it would have to be his decision. I could not come in and say, You know what, you better leave her. She wasn't right mm-hmm. it's because at the end of the day it's still love. It's still, you know, just because it's happened, I still love this person. But mm-hmm. it sounds like the different situations that you're that you're mentioning. Good, good questions. It's just mm-hmm. communications for me is key. So mm-hmm. we need to talk. You know, I remember um, an ex of mine's mother. We were really, really close, and she used to always tell us, you know, when you guys are going through things, y'all need to talk about it and be totally honest. The good, the bad, mm-hmm. the ugly. No matter how it looks, how it sounds coming out. Just get it out and talk about mm-hmm. it because if not, when you start holding stuff in and feeling some type of way, that's when it brings about more issues. So mm-hmm. in that situation, no, I don't feel like he'll be wrong for leaving, but I don't think it should just be a spontaneous thing. Mm-hmm. A whole lot of prayer, <laughs> um, a whole lot of talk, a whole lot of talking, and at this point, I feel like maybe even some counseling. You know, we yeah. need to really mm. have some counseling because at the end of the day, it's come to a situation where, wait, can I, can I go? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm driving you guys and it was a wreck. So I apologize. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, um, so, gosh. Um, yeah, I hope everybody's okay. Because at this point, it's, it's almost like our communication skills are kind of lacking, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. because even if I know I didn't want this baby, even though I knew I wasn't ready, but you wanted it, I, for whatever reason, I just didn't feel comfortable enough to come and let you know and voice this. You know what, babe? I understand how you feel, but I'm just not ready, or I just don't want this right now. And a lot of times, it can be, especially in a marriage, I'm sorry, um, mm-hmm. it um, and sometimes in a marriage, it's really not that they don't want it, but it could just be that a person's not ready. So it's not mm-hmm. saying that I don't I don't want to have a baby, but at this time, it's I'm not, not right now. Because mm-hmm. right. it's always the finances. Oh, financially, we not ready. But I don't think right. you can ever be financially ready for a child. That's true. But it, That's I always true. say a child is as, as expensive as you make them. Period. It, 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 yeah. that's, that's the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> I now I, I don't. That I, so I, I have three. I have three children, and um, I think every every child that that I didn't personally have, of course, but everyone that came into this world, I, I can honestly say that I really wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared. Uh-huh. I don't know if you could be prepared because it's an adjustment. It's a new life that's being created, and a new life generates new things. How how can uh-huh. you prepare for? 
uh, a new baby, you don't know if it's going to be up all night. You don't know if um, it's going to be fussy, if it's sick, if it's colicky. You, you don't know what you're getting when you get a, a baby or what you're going to have uh-huh. to endure. So being prepared uh-huh. for a child, I don't know if you can really be prepared until you're in it. Until you're in it. You get prepared. No. And you learn how to shape. You learn how to shape your life. So be like, I don't know. I'm not ready for a baby. Like, who's uh-huh. the, we don't know. We never know. Uh-huh. And just like in a situation like this, you know, if she went and got an abortion um, behind her husband's back, and what if she's unable to have children after that point? You never know. Uh-huh. It's just it's, it's so many you know risk to take. So it, I, I think it is is it's definitely a a, a topic that's going to be going on for a lifetime. It's always going to be different. It's always going to be situational. And um, we're just going to have to take it situation by situation because I don't know if we can just make a decision like we want to ban abortions, period, because, you know, you don't know what you're bringing that child into. And we don't want uh-huh. to bring the child in a contaminated situation or even even if it's uh-huh. a, a big health risk. And being uh-huh. in an unhealthy household is a health risk, period, uh-huh. period. Very toxic. You don't want to bring a child in that toxic situation. So, yeah, that uh-huh. would be the abortion topic. Now, I'm going to introduce the next topic, but we're going to talk about it after the music break. And um, I, I played some Devado, and I'm going to keep it Devado because that's, that's my that's my feel for the rest of the summer, I'm telling you. It's, 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 it's turn-up summer, and I, I want to feel good. So I started this show okay. off with some feel-good music, and I hope you all appreciated that. Um, the next topic we're going to be talking about is addiction. Now, we're going to be talking about different forms of addiction. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm going to wait until the commercial break, not commercial break, but the music break. It's going to be one song. Um, y'all can groove out a little bit, just relax, but we're going to be talking about addiction um, after this music break. So stay tuned, y'all. Okay. My money, my body, now your own. It's over your body. If I tell you, say I love you, oh. My money, my body, now your own. Oh, baby. Party billion for the account, oh. Versace and Gucci for your body, oh, baby. Versace and Gucci for your body, oh baby. No, 
my number one in tutu. Sipping bruku tutu. For your love is tutu. I go chuku chuku chuku. Biko obi anuju. Say you do me juju. Cause I'm feeling the juju. And you know say nobody only. But I don't go tell you story. I gotta be your man. I gotta be your man. Let me talk to you. Say a few things. Then I'm feeling you. What is up to you? Say you don't want that yet. I love you, I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. There's nothing above you. There's nothing above you, above you, above you. Reject you. I like your mini sketch you. Okay, you can't repress you. If I tell you, say I love you, oh. My money, my body, now your own, oh baby. Thirty billion for the account, yo. Yeah. Versace and Gucci for your body, oh baby. No do, no do, no do, gotta, gotta for me. No do, no do, no do, sarah, oh. No do, no do, no do, sakara, oh. Yes, yes, y'all. This is On Edge Radio, that type of radio that's going to keep you at the edge of your seat. That was the vital there. We kept that groove going. Um, so we about to bring in the next topic, which is addiction. Um, so this is the question that I want to pose to you ladies and, and, and the listeners out there. So what if you discover that your spouse had a drug addiction? Let's say three years yeah. into the relationship a drug addiction. You didn't know at first, you know, they, they, they found a way to, to, to cope and to, to not necessarily disguise it, but they was functioning addicts. Um, and, and, and you found this out and it started to become a detriment to the relationship. How do you deal with that? How do you deal with addiction? Do you leave this person? Do you help this person? Like how would you personally deal with that? Someone that's like dear to your heart. Okay, what type of drug? Because <laughs> most people that I, I deal with, they I can deal with one thing, but I can't deal with the hard stuff. I can't deal with them pills. I can't deal with, you know, the stuff going up your nose, the stuff going in your arm. I can't deal with that, but I can deal with the smoking. So, okay, yeah, okay, okay. you talking about the hard stuff? The hard stuff. Or that's addiction. The hard. Okay. See, now, see, I have a low tolerance for, I got a lot to lose, <laughs> you know, so I, I probably will begin to wing myself away from that person. It'll it'll be yeah. hard, but I, yeah. I got too much to lose. To be trying to love that person more than I love myself and everything that I've, you know, done to build myself up and get to where I am. Exactly, mm. exactly. Um, I'm with Miss Nick. Uh, I actually had 
situation um, like that. And it was my god sister. And love her to death, love her to death. Um, didn't realize it was an addiction. Didn't realize that she possessed a addictive personality. Um, and it it got to the point where she actually turned on me and went off on me. Mm. And I'm just like, what? And so much stuff came out when, when, you know, when she went off on me and she turned on me. So I was just like, you know what? I believe some of this may be true. Some of the things you may be, you know, that you're giving to me right now may be true. But at the same time, it may be the addiction. It may be the drug. But I had to literally separate myself from her. Love her to death. Um, Love her to this day. will never stop. Um, the biggest thing for me was just praying for her and continuously praying for her. That never stopped. But I have you have to literally separate. You have to literally separate because not only that, um, you can find yourself falling into that same trap and that same lifestyle. Like Miss, like Nick said, you have to kind of weigh your options, weigh things. And I have a lot to lose, so. When you have those around you who are kind of going the path that, uh, no, you have to kind of, you know, wean yourself from that and say, hey, you know what, it's really not worth it. I love you to death, but it's not worth it. It is, mm. as far as helping, um, I believe in that. I truly believe in that because even after we, you know, went through our thing and went our separate ways, um, I was getting notifications and, and messages from people about how, um, you know, different things that were happening after all of this. And it got to a point where, um, because it becomes hurtful. When you see people, you see someone that you care about and you love and they are literally killing themselves, that hurts. And I, I used to tell myself, if I can't stand, I can't be around you and see you doing this and not say absolutely nothing. But it got to a point where we actually, uh, of myself and others had to say, hey, you know, she needs help. You need to get her some help. So we even got to the point where we were thinking about doing an intervention and all kind of things. But you have to separate. You have, you have to separate. You, you, just, you just have to. Because like I said, if you don't, you can come and be a part, you can come become a part of that. And then the crazy mm-hmm. thing is, you don't really notice yourself becoming a part of that lifestyle until sometimes it can be too late. So because sometimes when you start doing things over and over and over and over again, it becomes very natural. And what I realize and what I've experienced is sometimes you don't realize you're doing something until somebody, you know, actually taps you on the shoulder or you, are you been, are you getting knocked to get behind? Literally. So, you, yeah, you have to separate. You have to separate. But I do believe in, in helping the best way you can. And then sometimes, and also what I learned, I'm sorry, um, but also uh, what I learned is throughout this process, this is very recent, um, throughout this process is sometimes you have to give it to someone else who who has a little bit more experience dealing with this situation professionally because as family and loved ones, we try to fix the person, but sometimes within our fixing, we're actually enabling them, and then we keep telling ourselves, because mm-hmm. I love her, I love him, I, you know, I don't want to see anything happen to him, but actually, we're actually hurting, in, rather than helping, 
So sometimes you have to literally not let go, but you have to kind of give it to somebody else and say, hey, this is what's going on, and I need, we need help. So, but, yeah, you have to use the contact, have you, you, you have to, yeah, so you have to disconnect. You have to. I think. I think personally, what I'll do is um, an ultimatum has to be placed. Like if I'm if I'm with someone for like for three years and I discover that let's say they they have a cocaine addiction, um, uh, or a drug of that nature type of an addiction, um, and it dies to my heart, I, I it's going to be hard for me to walk away from that person. I will be honest, and um, but an ultimatum has to be placed. Either you stop, either you seek help. I'm, uh, I'm going to have to subtract myself from from the equation um, because it's, yeah, yeah. it's not going to be it's not going to be instrumental for our future. Um, now, right. now, as as far how about how about as far as an alcohol addiction or a weed addiction? Those those things I know one one said that uh, that that if it's smoking, that's that's acceptable, but it's still, you know, you know, damaging the body, especially when it comes to nicotine smoking. I'm not talking about the other smoking. But um, we are, are, are we agreeing that we can deal with those types of, what about drinking? For me, drinking, no. I'm, I'm not a drinker myself, no. and I've seen people as well, so no. For me, it's Drinking is probably worse. Yeah, drinking is probably the worst one. Yeah, because they act out more. Um, they mm. they really act out when they're when they've been drinking. That's when they become right. mean or sloppy or whatever the okay, case. Uh, now, yeah. yeah, aggressive. So me, no. Yeah. Mm. I don't. I don't over. think mm. I could deal with with that. I don't. I just. I can't. I can't. I can't. Because for you to deal with somebody like that means that you're like almost one in the same. That means that yeah. eventually you may, you might end exactly. up doing it. Because I remember listening to a, a, a radio interview, and it was like um, New Edition minus Bobby Brown. And so this was like during this was like before, this is it was been a while ago, probably even before I don't know if it was before Whitney passed or what. But um I think it was like Michael Bivens or um uh, what's the other one name? Um the dark one. Well anyway, one of them they said because you know how people always said that Bobby was the one that got Whitney hooked on drugs. And what he said was basically they are one and the same. You have to you have to be of that in order to be with that. So they basically, you know, like I can't be a sober person and be with a person that's an alcoholic because eventually exactly. I'm gonna start picking up the bottle and I'm gonna start drinking a lot yeah. more too. Yeah. Now we're one and the same, and that's how we're gonna be able to get along. Now that's what we have in common. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So <clears throat> you can't. I can't. And, 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 and even with the drugs, it might start as. Well, go ahead, let's just take this pill. It'll make our sex better. And then it goes from that into, you know, now we're addicted to them because it makes our sex better. You know what I'm saying? 
I'm just that, not. That, I, I'm not. You you draw you draw the perfect curveball into the next portion of this addiction segment, which is uh, with the addiction. Okay, let's say you meet your spouse, um, you get into things, and um, you discover that your spouse has a sex addiction. Now this is something that you have accepted within the realms of your relationship, and as things progress. You then find out, let's say you progress four years in. You've been dealing, you've been coping, it's been exciting, but you come to a point of your relationship where your spouse tells you that you are not enough in the relationship and they need more. So how do you, you deal with that as the woman in the situation and your your your, your significant other, your husband, your, your the man in your life tells you that you're not enough and you already knew he had a sex addiction and you accepted that? How do you deal with that? Well, if I'm not well, enough now, I'll never be enough. So yeah. go find you somebody that's <laughs> going to be enough for you. Because exactly. if you're trying to what, invite you some stuff in, no. No. Because no. no. what you're going to end up trying to do is invite some Blue stuff into our now. relationship. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not open to that. I'm not I'm not gonna lose who I am Yeah just to satisfy you and pacify you because we're so like at what point am I satisfied in this relationship if I'm trying to do everything to keep you happy and appease your addiction. No. And then at the end of the day, sometimes I may have done everything you've asked for, and that still may not even be enough. Still ain't so, enough. It, it'll never be yeah. enough. It don't matter what you do. It ain't going to never right. be enough because he's going to find something else that, oh, well, exactly. that's not enough. So, exactly. no, you go go on out there and do you, and I'm yeah. going to go on here and be with somebody <laughs> that I'm enough for. Is it really that easy to just say, all right, we we done. You four years in, y'all kicking and y'all vibing, and he's being honest and open with you. It's just that easy to just be like, look, I, I can't deal with it. Let me tell you something. I'm in the next <laughs> chapter of my life, okay? I'll be 42 years old this year. What I don't have mm-hmm. is time to waste on anybody. I'm Amen. at a great place in my life right now, and I'm not willing to compromise my happiness for the sake of nobody. I don't care if it's family. Mm-hmm. And I have told my family this, yeah. even my parents. I've told them, I'm not dealing with no negative energy. I don't care who you are. Mother, father, kids, whomever, I don't care. So right. when it comes down to a man, you, you're you irreplaceable. I could go find another one of you and somebody yeah. that's going to be, be happy with me. Exactly. See, but it's something in you that you're not happy with that right. I can't fix. And what you're trying to exactly. do is get me to fix it, and I'm just, I, I can't fix it. Right. Right. Go ahead. Go ahead, Joy Joy. Well, no, I was just, I said the same thing, same thing. At the end of the day, you know, you just, I, I, I would have to leave. I, I have to. Now, as far as you're saying, is, is it hard? Is it going to be hard? Mm. I mean, it, it, it depends on the relationship and how far in we are or whatever. It may be a little difficult, but at the end of the day, as far as the sex and stuff like that, 
I'm going to have to just let you have it. I'm, You know, we can always be friends, no love lost. I still care about you, all that's the same. But like Miss Nick said, I, evidently, because we're here at this point, we're having this conversation and we're going through this month of motions, I'm not what you're looking for. I'm not, I'm not, I'm mm. not, I'm not feeling, I'm not fulfilling that, I'm not feeling that void for you. You know, that, that, that scratch, that itch that you, you know, that you have, I'm for at whatever reason, I'm just not scratching it for you. So I'm going to have to, I, I'm going to have to let you go. I really am. I really am going to have to let you go. And now it's 20, like everybody says, it's 2016, it's 2019. Okay. So, uh, yeah, letting people go and, and, and all that for myself has become a little bit more easier. It really, really has. Before, if you would have asked me maybe like five years ago, I would have probably been like, uh, I don't know, but, and I, and I, I think, no. It's become very, very, I'm serious, very, very easy. Very, very easy because if you flip the script, I can be let go so easy on your end. When you don't like something or oh, I'm not doing something that you don't like. So, therefore. Uh-huh. I don't like talking to y'all. I don't I like start. talking to y'all. Y'all just want to leave everybody. Y'all just want to leave. Y'all want to leave. We want peace and happiness. God, we want like, leave and happiness. There's no more time. No. There's no more time. I'm having a lot of time. I got to get some of these young folk on this show. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, no let you me know. tell you, you know, I'm, that's yeah, I'll be an empty nester soon, so what I'm looking for is someone to grow old with, like the yeah. rest of my days, I want to, so I don't have time to be dealing with the BS, like, it's, yeah. it's at this point in life, at this stage of the game, at this age. You should have yeah. been done and beyond and passed all of that and figured Ooh, out life. Yes. I don't have time mm-hmm, to help mm-hmm. you find yourself at 40 Ooh, and 50 what? years old. Okay, yes, that part. That is so I don't real. Have time. I, I, I just need uh-huh. you to meet me halfway in life. That's it. I have my own house. I have a good job. I have my own ride. I have all of it. All I want you exactly. to do is meet me halfway. That's it. Compliment Have your me. own. Compliment. compliment. Yeah. I need a compliment. Yeah. I need you to compliment yes. me. I'm not asking yes. you to take care of me. I'm not asking Like this, 
it's not necessarily because you're going to, I mean, yes, you have this, you have a great job, good education, you have your home, you have your house, everything is great. So these mm-hmm. no good men, you're going to always run into them. That's, that's, uh-huh. that's, that's going to always come. But who uh-huh. are you entertaining? And I had uh-huh. to really stop back and I had to really think about that. Oh, my God, you are so right. You're entertaining no good. Good. Exactly. <laughs> They're going to always be there. But who am I entertaining? Yeah. And that is so, so uh-huh. true. That's so, it's not necessarily that, you know, people, and then what irks me with with black men, and, I'm, and it could be men, period, but with black men, they first, they always want to say, you're bitter, you're mad, you're angry, you're upset. Uh-huh. No, sir. No, sir. Uh-huh. That's not it at all. That's not it at all. But I'm not going to entertain no B- no no BS, period. I'm just not uh-huh. going to do it. So if you uh-huh. take it as if I'm what? angry, I'm bitter. Let me, can I pick you back up something real quick? Yeah. I, I think, I think, um, the, the connotation that you just 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 put in, and I, and hopefully if you are listening out there, listen to this. Um, and it's not that we are against each other as black women and black men. It's I think it's more so the fact that we expect a hell of a lot more when it comes to how people. You should want to respect our women. You should want to respect our men. So we like, oh, why are you so angry? Why are you so angry? They're angry because we they expect much more from us men. And as, yes. as men, we expect so much for our, our, our woman. And when we're looking at the situation wrong, we love and we cherish one another, but we have a, maybe have a, a frustrating way of expressing it. And with, with, with how things is, is publicized and, and uh, emphasized on in our, in our communities and on media or whatever, what's exonified from, from our race is sometimes just the negative aspects of things. And I think we, we, we focus in on those wrong things and just look at the beauty in the situation. And I respect the, the attitude and I respect the, 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 the non-acceptance of BS when it comes from us men um, because you expect so much more from me and I'm honored that you expect more from me. And you should want to. We should want to expect more from one another because we are our, we are kings and queens. Period. So that was that's all yes. I was at this point. But you can finish talking. Yes. And I'm so happy that you brought that up because I just had a conversation with a male uh, a male friend of mine, and I we we were you know dating or whatever you want to call it. And he said um, he did something that kind of ran me the wrong way. And we had and we had a hard to hard conversation because he's an older guy. He's older than me. And uh-huh. and I told him, I said, look, I said, one, I said, you're older than me. So the way that you approach me should be different. I feel uh-huh. with your age and my age, you should be showing me things, not uh-huh. expecting some things. You shouldn't, you should be acting your age and not acting like these younger men out here. But it got uh-huh. down and boiled down to, and I told him, I said, you know what? I said, I expected more of you. And that should uh-huh. make me tell that should tell you something. And I told him uh-huh. that exactly what you said. I expected more of you. I really did. I don't know where you where you came from and how much hurt. And I don't I don't know that. But at the end of the day, this is something new that we're supposed to be trying to develop. And like I said, you being an right. older gentleman, an right. older man, you I, I just feel like you should be approaching the situation a little bit more and stop and not have the mindset mm-hmm. of a young man. But that's exactly the same thing I told him. I said, you know what I. Expected a little bit more. I expected better from you, and that mm-hmm. should tell you something within that. 
Yeah. No, and even no. these older men, they're there, yeah, because mm-hmm. my last dude, he was older as well. He was like eight years older than me. And he carried on he carried on like a younger dude. Like yes. you know, communication sucked. Instead of addressing an issue, he'll just be in his feelings and you know, he'll lash out rather than talk it out and then it'll come out later that okay, well this is how I was feeling. Okay, that's a simple mm-hmm. conversation. That could have been fixed. Now we got yeah. a whole wedge in our relationship or our situation and all all it took was for you to tell me how you felt. For instance, I give y'all an example. So he said, Are you happy? And I said, I don't know. And so me saying I don't know made him go into his feelings. So instead of him mm-hmm. saying, well, what's going on? Why do you say that you don't know? I mean, what's what's wrong? Let's talk about it. He's just in his feelings about it. And so then it comes out later, well, you told me that you wasn't happy and that hurt my feelings. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Okay, all you had to do was address it. We could have talked about it, and it could have been fixed by now. But you've been holding on to this and harboring these feelings. That was almost a month ago, and you still sending your feelings about that. And now we basically finna break up because you don't know how to express yourself. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. when I asked you, is everything okay, you said, I'm good. I'm good. What do you mean? I'm good. I'm okay. Okay, well, no, not with that tone. You're not. <laughs> So, but it, I think the age doesn't matter. The age really doesn't matter because I've dealt with a younger person and he act like he had way more sense than the older ones. And the men that are my age. I, I would piggyback on that and just, and just say it's, it's just it's all about um, compatibility. So, so, mm-hmm. so, so just to sum 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 things up. We already know with, with with the ladies here on on edge, Miss Nick and uh, Miss Joy, they don't accept any type of addiction whatsoever. So don't bring it their way. They don't need the tolerance. Please they don't have don't. the tolerance for <laughs> any of your shenanigans <laughs> at all. <laughs> so don't come their way. Um, as far mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to addictions, I'm 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 more so willing willing to work and want to understand. But um, the way my mind works is, it's a possibility in any situation. But I, I do agree with you ladies and say that, you know, as, as I, I progress in age, you know, I'm in my 30s now, um, um, and I, I do look at life completely different than I did in my in my 20s, and I, I have less tolerance for some of the shenanigans that went on in the past. But um, in the next coming show, what I want to do is I want to break code. So that's the title mm-hmm. of the next show. Um, if you guys are listening out there and if you want to tune and chime in, we will be breaking code. So, ladies, um, I want you to go in your, in, your, in your black books. I want you to bring up the secrets <laughs> and everything like that when it comes to the, 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 the women mindset, when it comes to relationships and in life in general. I want you all to break code a little bit because I'm going to pose questions to you. And if you have any questions when it comes to the man, um, I'm willing to break code. This is the only day I'll break code. Um, it's, 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 hopefully it'll be next week, but we're going to be breaking code. So um, that's on edge radio for you guys, that type of radio that will keep you on the edge of your seat. We're logging loud. Um, I want you to have a blessed evening, and um, stay tuned on edge. <laughs>